going to give us just a, like a 15-minute little mini, mini message um, in honor of women, uh, not just mothers, but all women in the house today. Um, but, you know, typically you would have a, a Mother's Day message, and um, it would be on, you know, out of Proverbs 31, and, and we'd, someone would be standing before you talking about uh, women, women being dignified and gentle and soft-spoken and nurturing and all those things, which they are, and that is good. Uh, but, you know, this is Pursuit Church. And so the Lord was leading me in a different direction. And um, we're going to talk about some things that, inquire, that, that, are, that are requiring us to have a hammer and a tent peg today. Is that okay? Can we be serious and real about our uh, motherhood and about being daughters of the Most High God and having a purpose and a destiny? Um, but I want to start with highlighting um, a few things that, that God designed a mother, a woman, a daughter to be. And that is women or, or mothers, they fight for their children. They travail in prayer for the lost and their loved ones. Mothers and women of God, they prophesy the victory. Even when it looks like defeat, women are known to prophesy into the victory. Can I get any amens out there, women? Sometimes we got to do what the Bible says. Call those things that are, are not as though they are. And that's what we as women of God do. We as women of God, we carry solutions and we nurture. So you do not have to be a mother in the natural to be one that carries forth something. You do not have to be a mother in the, in the natural to birth forth some amazing things. To give birth in the natural and the spirit, that is how God designed women. We are influencers. We are to be worshipers, warriors, and winners. That's who the women of God are called to be. Women are designed to help activate, motivate, and hold up other warriors. That's our role. That's how God designed us. So today I just want to highlight and focus on a couple of strong women in the Bible that really grab my attention. And you can find their story in Judges chapter 4. So I'm not going to be reading the entire uh, story of Ch uh, Judges chapter 4. I'm going to paraphrase the story. But if you want to follow along, feel free to open your Bible to Judges chapter 4 and 5. So in this passage of Scripture, we see two amazing women. We see Deborah and we see Jael. And in the middle of that story we see a man named Barak. And Barak's name means lightning. So when you think of Deborah and you think of Jael, they're like thunderous, bold women. And in the middle of those thunderous, bold women in this, scrap, in this scripture, you find lightning. You find Barak. And so what I see in this story is a perfect storm. I see the women I see the men, and I see the Holy Spirit pouring out in this story and bringing forth a victory. That's what's highlighted in this story. 
So in Judges 4, verse 4, it says, Deborah was the wife of Lipidoth, which means torch. She was the wife of a torch. She was like a torch. God wants us women to be like a torch, like a city set on a hill, shining brightly in this hour, just taking our place and doing what we are called to do as women. So in verse 5, it says, Deborah would sit underneath the palm tree between Raham and Bethel and minister to the people. Because it, you'll see that, that Deborah is a female judge. And she was not only just a female judge, she was one of the, probably the most godly judge of all. She was a prophetess, she was a wife, and she was a mother. She, had a, she wore a lot of hats, like all you mothers do, like all you daughters in here probably do. You wear a lot of hats. Is that true? <laughs> so here we have her, sitting between... Raham and Bethel. And what this represents and what this means is heights of the house of God. Raham means heights, high place. Bethel means house of God. So here you have Deborah sitting under a palm tree in the, in the presence of the Lord, the heights of the house of God. That's where she stayed. That's where she did her counsel. She counseled from that place of intimacy with the Lord. She ministered out of a place and a position of being in the heights, in the secret place, connected to the Most High God so she could be effective in being a judge, so she could be effective as a mother, so she could be effective as a prophetess. So in other words, Deborah was known for positioning herself and hearing from the Lord. And when she heard from the Lord, she was bold. She was so bold. I, I love this about her. She would speak it. And in, and in the Bible, it says here that she had to go to the man. And she, she gave witness of what, the Holy, what God was saying to her. And a lot of times, men, would you say that women speak into your life? Have any, has any woman in here besides me ever heard, well, you're not my Holy Spirit? Anybody ever heard that, women? Come on now, don't leave me up here high and dry. Come on, Angie, I know you've heard that. <laughs> no, women are certainly not the Holy Spirit. But women certainly can hear from the Lord. And when they hear from the Lord, they need to be bold. And they need to be... Um, so fearless that they can prophesy under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that is what Deborah did. But Deborah had a very difficult and challenging assignment. Because as you know, Israel just couldn't stay straight. They would have those good years where they were in sync with God. And then they would have those bad years where they would start um, worshiping false idols and putting God, the one true God, on the back burner. And so in this story, we see that Israel is a mess. And they are not following God. Matter of fact, they've been listening to the enemy so long that it says that their roads were abandoned. It says that village life was ceasing. It was really a dry and barren land. 
and Deborah was called forth to minister to Barak and call him forth and call him to rise up and, and go out and take the land and defeat the enemy. So I want to read to you what it says in Judges chapter 5. This is actually a song. Deborah put, put her thoughts into song. And it says in Judges 5, 6 through 12, it says, In the days of Jael, the roads were abandoned. Village life in Israel had ceased until, until I, Deborah, arose. I arose as a mother in Israel because they chose false gods. And there was war at the city gates. And the people refused to fight until I, Deborah, arose. See, when the Deborahs begin to rise, the warriors begin to get activated. Women, you have an anointing on your life. You are to activate people. Have you ever noticed in the house when a mother, what, what's that saying? When mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But when mama is happy and when mama is activated, it makes a difference. It makes a difference because mamas, we have a, an anointing on our life to activate our husbands, to activate our children, and to partner with our husbands to raise our children. It's about a partnership. But some get intimidated and want to... Oh, let me go back. Some people like it. Ah, I lost my notes. Let me just read this whole thing. Women, you have this anointing to activate people. When you begin to rise, people begin to take notice. Some people like it, and some want to move with you, but some get intimidated and want you to sit back down <laughs> because you make them nervous. And you start challenging people. How many of you mothers out there have this tendency to challenge people or to challenge your children? We do. If we're women of God, at times there is going to be something in us that rises up and causes us to challenge people. Um, okay, enough said on that. So here's Deborah. She's calling forth Barak. She's calling forth lightning to strike down the enemy. But in this situation, she had to convince Barak that he could defeat the enemy. Women of God, you have influence. Speak out because there are ones that are listening to your voice. They need to hear from you so that they can be pushed forward, pushed to the front to go out and strike the enemy like lightning. In this situation, Barak was not going to go out and do this on his own. It was not happening. He needed to hear from the voice of the Lord, which just happened to be a woman. And so Barak listens to her. And he says, uh, that's great, Deborah, but uh, I'm not going to go out there unless you go with me. You know, some people would look at Barak and say he cowered down to a woman. Um, I don't see it that way at all. I see it as Barak just knew that Deborah could hear from the Lord. She was a prophetess. He knew that she, he, he, Barak knew 
that Deborah could hear from the Lord. So he said, if I'm going into this battle, then prophetess Deborah, you got to go with me because I got to hear the Lord. Women of God, people want you to go with them. Your husband wants you to go with him. Your children want you to pray and go with them. They need your voice. They need your influence. And so that is what I feel like Barack was saying. I'm not going to go, Deborah, unless you go with me because he wanted to hear the voice of the Lord. And in that season, she was hearing from God. So therefore, he was listening. I believe Barack wanted Deborah to go with him into battle because he wanted to display unity and respect, which is sometimes missing in this world and even in the church. So what we have is unity. We have Barack and Deborah going out to battle, unified, respecting one another to go forth and do what God had called them to do. It's a beautiful picture. So we're going to skip on down to verse 9 in chapter 4 of Judges, where Deborah prophesies to Barak. She says, yes, I will go with you in this battle. I will be unified with you. But she says to him, the victory and honor will not be yours alone, Barak, she said. The Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. Now, Sisera was the captain of the army, the enemy army, was Sisera. And so she was prophesying to Barak, most of you know this story, that a woman was going to be the one that was going to take down the enemy and have the final blow. Well, sure enough, that's exactly what happened in the story. Barak did rise up like lightning. He went out and he defeated the enemy, wiped them out. I won't give you the details of the story. He wiped them out. But he noticed that Sisera, the army's commander, was not in the mix. He was nowhere to be found because he fled the scene. He knew his time was short, but he fled the scene. He ran away. How cowardly is the enemy? He's really cowardly. When you have power and authority on the inside of you, the enemy will run from you. What does it say? Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Sisera ran away. And he ended up at the house of Jael. And Sisera thought, I'm just going to slip right in the back door of Jael's house. I mean, she's just a little homemaker. She's probably in there whipping up some biscuits. And I'm just going to slip right in the back door and see if I can lay low so that, so that uh, Barack does not come find me. Oh, it was a setup. It was a setup. J.L. says, okay, come on in. It's great. Come on in here. So she fixes him some milk. She covers him with a blanket. And he's all cozy. But I want you to know something. J.L., women of God in that time, were known for pitching the tent. I didn't even know this till I began to study. And I love this story, but, I, but this just hit me. That the women were the ones that pitched the tent. 
So that means that she knew what to do with a tent peg. She knew what to do with a mallet. She had experience. And she was fearless. She had a weapon, and she knew what to do with it. She knew how to use it. Women, we have a weapon. It's the Word of God. And we have a territory, which the tent peg represents our territory. And when the enemy comes in to our territory, we are to wipe him out, women of God. Is anybody encouraged yet? So here we find Sisera resting. And I want you to know what his name means. Sisera's name means swift and keen meditations riding in on a horse. Isn't that just like the enemy? He's swift. He's keen. He's tricky. And he, he wants to fill your head with meditations. He wants to ride in to your territory and fill your mind with clutter and taunt you and make you feel cowardly, and make you want to back down in the corner somewhere. But J.L. said, oh, no, no, no. You're not coming into my house, into my tent, into my territory with those kind of meditations. That's not happening on my turf. So let me tell you what J.L. means. J.L. means one who ascends or a mountain goat. She was one who would ascend to the hill of the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart. She had the attention of God. She was like a mountain goat. She had the ability to climb high above all her enemies. She had the ability to balance on rocky ledges, just like all you mothers in here that your children spoke so highly of. You have this ability, mothers. You have this ability, women of God, to balance yourself on rocky terrain. I look at, I look at uh, Dolores Kelly in the back. She, oh, she's cringing right now because I called her name. But she is a mother of this house. And she has, she has shown the ability to stay strong and steady as a rock and balance herself in the midst of adversity. Ooh, you're a blessing. We're watching your life, Dolores. You're a blessing to us in this house. So moving on so we can finish this up. We have Sisera in her tent. But he had been messing with her people way too long. She knew she had the authority and she knew that she had everything she needed to defeat him right at her grasp. So that is exactly what she did. Jael had him inside her dwelling. She had him in her tent on her turf. And she was hidden, secured, and sheltered under the covering of the Most High God. Women of God, you need to know that. You are hidden under the shelter of the Most High God. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. And you are protected by him. So this is what J.L. did. She grabbed her hammer, representing God's word, and she grabbed her tent peg, representing defending her territory. And it says that she, while, Je- while Sisera was sleeping, she took the tools that she had, 
All we have to do is use what we have, women. Just use what you got. And she took that tent peg and she hammered it right into Sasira's head, into those meditations. She took the enemy out because he was messing with her family, because he had come into her territory, and she said no. And that's what we women have to do. We have to rise up in this hour and partner with our husbands, partner with the men that are the strong men that are around us and go to battle, go to war, and defeat the enemy. Daughters, it's time to fight and defend your territory. The father is saying, daughters, come up higher, climb to new heights. Both of these women, Deborah being under that palm tree at Raham and Bethel, representing heights of the, of the house of God, and then Jael representing um, coming up higher, being a mountain goat, being one that can come up higher. That's what we must do as women of God. We must come up higher. We must purify our hearts and come up higher. So I want to read to us Isaiah 60, just a few verses. It says, Arise and shine, my beloved daughters, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Darkness will cover the earth. Deep darkness will cover all the people. But the Lord will rise upon you, daughter, and his glory will appear upon you, daughter, and nations will come to the light that, was, that is within you, daughter, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Raise your eyes and look all around you. Your sons and daughters will come from afar. This is who we are. This is the hour in which we live. Now, men, that scripture is for you as well. Take it. Whatever the Lord is saying today, this is not just a gender sermon. This is really not just about women, daughters, mothers. This is for all of us to put a stake in the ground and say, this is my territory, devil, and you're not crossing the line. And if you come in with your meditations and think you're going to take me out, well, guess what I'm going to do? I have my weapons ready, and I'm going to nail you to the ground because you're going down. Amen. Come on, clap. I feel like the Lord wanted to activate the women in this house because we got some powerhouses in here. Don't make me start calling names. Maritza Ford, Jennifer Vaccaro, Helen Bush, Pam Wade. Come on. <laughs> we got some powerhouses in here. Brittany Stevens, Christina Owens, Angela Wood, Carrie Sanders. We got powerhouses in here. So the Lord says, daughters, don't hold back in fear. Reach for the hammer of God's word and don't let your... And, and don't let go of your tent peg for your territory. Don't give up. Rise up. Rise up and protect what the Lord has given you. Be fearless and bold like Deborah and Jael. Going back to that scripture in Judges 5 verse 7 where it says village life in Israel had ceased. So think about it. Put in 
your family's name. Put in Pursuit Church. Village life in Pursuit Church had ceased until I, whatever your name is, arose. It's time for us to arise. It's time for us to just take a stand and do what we are called to do. Come alongside, be that nurturer, be that helpmate. But don't shrink back in this hour. The world and the church has need of the mothers. The church has need of the daughters. As we end today, there's a song that really ministers to me. It is a secular song. But I want to read the words to you. And I just really believe that um, it's going to minister to you. It's going to inspire you. And we're going to pray at the end. And I believe the Lord wants to empower you, women of God, daughters of God. And we're on a journey. And I want to tell you this too. Um, the scripture says that Deborah and Barak honored Jael. You know, it would have been easy for Deborah to say, oh, no, 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 I'm the one that heard from the Lord. Like, I'm the one that told you, Barak, that a woman was going to take out Sisera. She could have been haughty and prideful and tried to get her way in there to be recognized, but that's not what she did. I don't think I have this scripture written down, but what she did do was she spoke of Jael. She sang Jael's praises. She actually said, Jael is the most blessed of all women for her courageous deed. Can we women of God say that about other women of God? It must happen. If we really want to be mighty, we got to tear down some strongholds. And we've got to fight for one another. And we've got to link arms and go to battle with each other. We need community. We need fellowship. Deborah also did not get mad when her name was not mentioned in the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 12. She's not mentioned in the New Testament in that passage. It's Barak that's mentioned as being the mighty warrior who took down that army. And you know what? Deborah's okay with that. When you're truly a Deborah, it's okay. You just push others to the front. Come on, Deborahs. We got to get there. I got to get there. That's what I want for my life. I want to push others to the front. I want my daughter Kristen to go much, daughter-in-law, but daughter to me, to go much, much farther than I've ever gone. 